0: The JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right, looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month. For $5 per episode, I'll shout you out on this show, and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes. That's right, JSC exclusives. You'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else. For $10 or more per episode, now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show. You got a business? You want me to talk about it? I want you to sponsor my show. For $10, hit me up, send me the script, I'm putting you over. Plus, you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it. For $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio patreon.com slash jsc radio and you can truly help this become the people's podcast this is jsc radio
1: they just give you um like morphine mm-hmm. you know what i mean morphine injections until the pain goes away there's like let you really go. no cure so for there it.
2: is no way that you, you it could just get hit any any given minute right now you could just have a, a sickle cell attacking
1: it's not that fast but it's like gradually mm-hmm. it can happen within like 30 minutes yeah. wow
0: you still get them often?
1: Nah, I ain't have, I ain't been sick in five six years. Oh, you think part of it was you know I mean? the, the way that you were drinking and living? And living yeah, and yeah, like definitely. But when you look
0: at you, and tell you take a better care of yourself. When
1: I got locked up, I started working out every day. I started eating right. I started drinking like water, like I was crazy, and, and, uh, and it worked. Check, Check it,
0: out. it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Good evening. Or afternoon, depending on when you hear this. It might be in the morning when you hear this, whatever the case may be. What up, though? My name's Jay Scott Smith, and this is the 43rd episode of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio all over the JSC Radio Network, jscottsmith.com. I want to thank everybody who has come through on the site on The Mothership recently. Thank you so much for that. Everybody who's listening to this show on iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts, remember? All you got to do is hit subscribe, and every week, the show pops up right in your feed. I appreciate anybody who's listening on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Smith, and anybody, of course, who's on Google Play also listening to the show. want to thank each and every one of you. Check us out every single week. And before we get off into what this show is about, as you can tell from the open there, we're we're talking about another major loss here in uh, here in hip hop. Also, want to say thank you, Jasmine Duke. You remember her from episode 27? Well, she is the first contributor to JScottSmith.com, and she wrote a really cool piece about her dad called "An Ode to My Dad." It was. Went up on Father's Day. It's on jscottsmith.com right now. Be sure to check that out, and also be sure to head on over to thefemalecondition.com, which is her site, and show your love and support there. Tell them that I sent you. So there it is. It's been a, uh, been an interesting last couple of days. Needless to say, another hip hop icon has left us way too damn soon. Prodigy, one and a half of the iconic rap tag team Mob Deep passed away suddenly on Tuesday at the age of 42. And to say that his legacy in hip-hop is very much intertwined with that of, say, a tribe called Quest, with that of Nas, the Wu-Tang Clan, it goes without saying that and just in terms of his lyrical ability, in terms of the bars, in terms of what he could say, how he could spin words and tell stories and you could feel his pain as an artist, it comes through. Starting at Juvenile Hell, the first album they did, to of course, the iconic quintessential Mobb Deep album, The Infamous. The one that everybody thinks of when you think of Mob Deep. You hear this beat playing underneath me. There ain't no such things as halfway crooks. The whole original premise of what this episode, number 43, was going to be about was to kind of take a week off from sports this summer. And it's going to be a couple of episodes like that, at least this summer, where just kind of take a time out from sports. Not to say that there aren't good things to talk about. Because next week it's going to be a lot about the wild and woolly NBA draft and might get some baseball stuff in there. But I wanted to take kind of a week away to just step back. There's plenty of good things to talk about. There's plenty of interesting shit to talk about. There's plenty of heavy things to talk about. The whole point of this episode, and I will get to more of that on the second half of this, was to kind of do a bit of a good vibes, kind of words of wisdom, because those of you who are on jscottsmith.com have seen I Do My Weekly Words of Wisdom And I was going to kind of hit y'all with a little bit of that this week. And I will on the back end of the show because we're going to need it. But I would be remiss as a hip-hop head, a lifelong hip-hop head, a hip-hop fiend, if I didn't at least give y'all a few minutes on Prodigy. Because, yes, i joked about it on this show. I think I've said it a few times. If anybody ever happened to incur the wrath of rappers, it just so happened to be Mob Deep. Mob Deep... Stirred up a lot of shit, caused a lot of trouble, pissed a lot of people off, but they also made really, really dope shit. There was a point in the 1990s when you looked at rap tag teams, when you looked at two guys and there was a very interesting discussion about who was the best. Was it Tribe? Was it Mob Deep? Was it this duo out of Atlanta called Outcast? You had that sort of energy. It was it Raekwon and Ghostface? who showed up on The Infamous, by the way. There were so many people to choose from back then. The thing about Mob Deep is The Infamous was your quintessential gritty, grimy, street New York hip-hop album. It came out in 1994. First time I heard Shook Ones was in a mix because in 1994, Detroit Radio, 1994 Radio, 1994 rap radio, really outside of New York and L.A. and the Bay, was very sketchy hit or miss. And a lot of radio, a lot of rap radio, urban radio, as it's called now, was you would hear your favorite rap songs. You'd hear your favorite hip-hop shit, but it would be at a specific time of day. It would usually be at night, usually starting at either 6 or 7 o'clock at night and going to about 10. And that's Monday through Thursday. If you were lucky, if you were in a place like Detroit or Chicago or Cleveland, you would actually get a hip-hop show on Friday night or Saturday night. And that's not factoring in, you know, college radio stations and all that. But the first time I heard Shook Ones was in the mix on WJLB in Detroit. When I tell you, it kind of stopped me in my tracks when I heard it. Because just from then, you heard it at the start of the show, just the beat and the power behind it. And it just comes, I mean, Prodigy, the best way to describe him is, if I'm going to use a sports analogy here, Prodigy was a great leadoff hitter. He's a great guy to just start a hard track on. Like, you hear, I got you stuck on the realness. I
2: stuck off the realness. We be the infamous, you heard of us. Official Queensbridge murderers. The mob comes equipped for warfare. Beware of my crime family who got enough shots to share for all those. Wanna Profile and pose, rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone. You all alone in these streets, cousin. Every man for himself in his land, we begun it and keep them shook crews running like they're supposed to. They come around, but they never come close to. I can see it inside your face in the wrong place. Cowards like you just get their
0: whole body laced up with bullet holes and such. It's just like you're immediately pulled into this song. And yes, of course, you want to know how popular that damn song was in Detroit. All you got to do is watch the end of Eight Mile. That was Detroit in 1995. I've always said this about Eight Mile. On a quick aside here, I've always said this about Eight Mile. Not a whole lot of movies about Detroit get Detroit right. Eight Mile got Detroit, especially that time period, right. Mob Deep was
2: huge
0: in the Motor City, huge, and that album, The Infamous, changed a lot of. They, that changed a lot of lives on some real shit it changed a lot of lives and yes mob deep got into the the whole fluffle with tupac where they shot off their mouth a little bit too much and a lot of you remember uh tupac's infamous line which was a direct shot at prodigy and hit him up
2: oh yeah mob deep huh. you want to fuck with us you little young ass motherfuckers. No not want you niggas got sickle cell or something. You fucking with me, nigga. You fuck around have a seizure or a heart attack. You better back the fuck up before you get smacked the fuck
0: up. And yeah, turns out Prodigy had sickle cell anemia. And that's what led to his untimely passing at 42 years old. It's, it's jarring, to be honest with you. I'm 37. I'll be 38 in September. It's weird. It's really, really weird. I guess this is the first time in your life when you get to your mid to late 30s, early 40s, especially if you're a black man, especially if you're a black man living in this country, that you basically have to start thinking about your own mortality. And I don't think we like to do that. I mentioned it a year ago in episode four, the uh, the Fife episode. Fife had diabetes, and he died young. His was preventable. And as I was kind of going through Twitter on Tuesday, Justin Tinsley from the Undefeated at ESPN tweeted out, a number of names of rappers who've died nonviolently before the age of fifty. Now I'm not talking about Tupac. I'm not talking about Biggie. I'm not talking about Scott LaRock. I'm not talking about Big L. I'm I, I'm I'm referring to the brothers who and and sisters who dropped before the age of fifty nonviolently. And it puts it in a really kind of scary perspective, man. Easy E. Pimp C, Sean Price, Guru, MC Breed, Nate Dogg, now you add Prodigy, and Fife, and Miss Melody. Heavy D's another one. Those are all the ones just off the top of my head. Jay Dilla, JD, by Ten from Slum Village. All of these guys are people, rappers, who passed away from health issues prior to the age of 50. That's scary shit, man. Easy was 30 when he died of AIDS in 1995. He was 30. Pimp C overdosed on drugs. He died at 33. 33, dog. Guru was 43 when cancer got him. MC Breed and Nate Dogg both had strokes, and they had just gotten, I, I think Nate was 41. I think Breed was 41. Prodigy did an interview with The Breakfast Club, on 105.1, but it also airs all over the country. I know in Detroit, it airs on WJLB now. Prodigy did an interview with The Breakfast Club about a year ago. Some of that you heard at the top of the show here. Where he talked about an incident he had with his sickle cell when it hit him after a show back in the late
1: 90s. One time we was on tour with Big Pun and um, it was uh, us pun, and I think Fat Joe was there. And we had just did a show. Mm-hmm. After the show I get back to the hotel and all of a sudden the pain just came out of nowhere. It hit me crazy, I couldn't even move. And, um, like, my boys had to carry me to the car. I couldn't even walk or nothing. My boys had to carry me to the car, take me to the emergency room. And, and Pun, see how much pain I was in? I was, like, screaming in pain. Pun started crying. Like, that was crazy, yo. Mm-hmm. I seen Pun crying. Word.
0: Sickle cell anemia is similar to any other autoimmune disease. It's just that it is more exclusive in black people. But sickle cell is in the same realm with lupus, with Multiple sclerosis, with the more with the more well-known and even more dangerous ALS, aka Lou Gehrig's disease. I have friends who have MS. I have friends who have been affected by lupus. I even have friends who are dealing with other autoimmune diseases. And lupus actually is stricken. It's what took down Jay Dilla. My really good friend Sharon Harris, back in Detroit, I graduated high school with her. She has become a an absolute. Warrior for lupus, my one of my homeboys. He lost his mom to lupus. Things like this are pre, are not exactly preventable diseases. They're just things that come and get you. But it's just so stark when it happens to a guy of that age. And also during that interview, Prodigy talked about like what it was like even being in jail and including you hear something that's almost kinda eerie when you hear it played back now.
1: They just give you um like morphine, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Morphine injections until the pain goes away. There's like let you really go. no cure so for So there it.
0: is no way
2: that you, you, it could just get hit any any given minute. Right now you could just have a, a sickle cell attacking.
1: It's not that fast, but it's like gradually mm-hmm. it can happen within like 30 minutes. Yeah. Wow, you
0: still get them often?
1: Nah, I ain't, have, I ain't been sick in Five, six years. Oh. You think part of it was you know I mean? the, the way that you were drinking and living? And living yeah, and yeah, definitely. You when when can I, look
0: at you and tell you take a better care
1: though. When, when I got locked up, I started working out every day. I started eating right. I started drinking like water like I was crazy, and and, and it worked. Like So you know in a way, I mean? getting locked up might have actually helped.
0: Man, it, saved yeah, it, saved, life. Saved it
1: saved my life. life. It definitely saved my life, you know what, mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what I def- mean? In more ways than one. You think you'd have been dead if
0: you didn't go to jail? Yeah,
1: in more ways than one, man. Like In the street, like I was running around bugging, beefing with other rappers and just doing a lot of dumb stuff. And, um, you know, put myself in risky positions where I might have to do something to somebody or somebody can do something to me, like you know what I mean? So it was a good thing that I got locked up, man, in more ways than one.
0: Again, prodigy was forty two years old. He said he hadn't been sick in about five, six years, and then just suddenly it came and got him a couple days ago. His lyrical ability is something that we are going to miss in rap music. A cat like him, as grimy as he is. As borderline reckless as he was on the mic, he was also a lyrical machine. And we didn't just lose Prodigy, we essentially lost Mob Deep. Because ain't no replacing him. Prodigy and Havoc ain't no replacing him. That, that's, that's all there is to it. But too many young brothers are, are going. Even for the ones who aren't stricken, some people are just diabetics. You gotta take better care of yourself, be smarter, make better decisions. Easy E dying of AIDS, make smarter decisions. Pimp C, drug overdose. Get help, take care of your body, do whatever the hell it is you can. you got to be able to do that. Take care of yourself. There's no two ways around that. And we're down a great one here. We really are, and it sucks. And it's like a wake-up call to everybody because it's a stark reminder of our own mortality. We have a tough enough time as black men and as black people in this country being able to get through day to day for obvious reasons. But we got to take better care of ourselves. That's why I say it at the end of every show. Take care of yourself. It's the first thing I say. That's not something I say passively. Prodigy got his life right. He'd gotten himself together. And he's able to take care of his body as best he could and it still came and got him. At 42. Every day, man, try to do better to take care of yourself. Prodigy probably didn't have that choice. JD didn't have that choice. You do. So make the most of it and be sure take better care of yourself. I'm going to head into this break with one of my favorite verses from Prodigy. It's from the infamous, obviously, and it's from the song Drink Away the Pain, which is something I don't suggest you do, especially since I just said to take care of yourself. Coming up on the other side, I'm going to get some words of wisdom, try to get a little bit more positive energy flowing through here. My name is Jay Scott Smith, and this is episode 43 of the People's Podcast, this is JSC radio. I
2: used to be in love with this bitch named me and Jay' Don't fuck with her no more. Now I fuck with Sangle Ray. Sangle Ray introduced me to a first cousin, Go. Last name was single saying the first name, O. But Gold couldn't take the dick. It made me lazy. We split apart and now i met the snoop Trick. Zaney. Not me and Zainy. We've been together ever since. I love combines to form a science. What is this? I'm a cherry. Took a virginity in 91. Now that she's open, everybody wanna tap something. Go get your own don't make me have to fucking clap something. I love my shorty. More than life now ain't that song. So love cool. you, Danny more than living itself. Even though my friends tell me she ain't good for my health. When I go pick her up, they tell me put her back Ooh. on the shelf. They say your peace, she only wants you for one thing that's your wealth. No, but I don't pay attention, cause sense. she's my baby, the tiny. You know she drive me crazy, she's my number one lady. Met her back in 89, now she 22, acting like she 40 She said, all I need is a man to support me Besides, you from the 41st side of things And Queensbridge, niggas be acting like they kings Push your wearing fact diamond rings My cellular phone rings, supreme International, think rational The 12th Street crew move back when we come through I think the whole world's going insane I fill my brain up with Danny and drink away the pain I think the whole world's going insane I fill my mind up with liquor to drink away the pain The rough, you ain't here Pour a little something on the floor, Shane Time to get a little bit do our thing World up before the first side of Queens We get invent, know what I mean It's an everyday thing Penny got my mind in a headlock Danny got me going crazy Danny, take me away. Danny, take me away. Danny, take me away. Check it out. This
0: is JSC Radio.
2: Danny, take me away. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't reckon with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstopwrecks.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
0: Hey now, it's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio, which you can now hear on Stitcher Radio. That's right, Stitcher is radio on demand. Now, you can download the free app today, and it's available on iOS, Android, as well as Nook and Kindle Fire. You can take JSC Radio anywhere. The app is free. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Now, if you're wondering what Stitcher is, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all of your favorite shows, plus discover 40,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows such as JSC Radio. You can create custom playlist. You can rate and review this show and others on Stitcher. Please drop a friendly review on the show. Not only is Stitcher available on all smartphones and tablets, it's also in over 4 million card dashboards. It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory on any of your devices. You can stream your favorite podcasts, like JSC Radio, for free on Stitcher. You don't have the Stitcher app? Simple. Go to Stitcher.com today or check out the App Store on whichever device you use. Stitcher Radio, be sure to check it out. This is JSC Radio. This is JSC Radio, episode number 43. Welcome back. Yeah, we keep it thorough around here. You already know. RIP Prodigy. Once again, remind y'all to be sure to show love to the website, The Mothership, jscottsmith.com, where you can get everything from the weekly words of wisdom, which you're about to get in a couple of minutes, to hearing every episode of JSC Radio, plus playing catch-up on other things going on with me, and we've got contributors coming. As I mentioned earlier, In the show, Jasmine Duke is the first contributor to jscottsmith.com, and she did a really cool piece on her dad and their relationship. Plus, she has a new book coming out called I'm Black and I Have a Dad. That's going to be coming out later on in the year. For more information on that, go to jscottsmith.com, and also be sure to throw some love over to her site. TheFemaleCondition.com. Also, want to shout out the weekend sports for supporting the show and everybody else who supports the show on Patreon.com/slash/JSCRadio. And obviously, if you're listening, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, or on Stitcher, as you just heard in the promo. So, as I'm sitting here shilling and putting over the website, JScottSmith.com. Original. I want to make sure that I get this out there, and I'm going to do these from time to time. Every Friday, save for last Friday because that's where we kind of change it up a little bit. Jasmine was the one handling last weekend. But every Friday, usually around 6 a.m., I have a column that comes out. Now, those of you who follow me on Instagram, by the way, that's at Smith. You can also get at us on Twitter at Jscottsmith and follow the show at JSC Radio. by the way. Uh, those of you who followed me on Instagram for the longest would notice on Friday mornings, I would put out these pictures. These little, with these little motivational phrases or really deep quotes or something like that. Something to kind of get you moving in a positive direction as you head into your weekend. Well, with the advent of jscottsmith.com, I've decided to go from posting pictures to doing full bore, like, blogs, columns. And the theme is very simple. It's about success. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not Gary V. I'm not any of these cats out here who's trying to get you fired up. And I'm not going to be sitting here doing TED Talks, even though at some point I would like to do a TED Talk eventually. That's something you just learned about me. But I'm just a dude in Philadelphia who does radio and talks crazy shit on a podcast. So take from this what you will. But I like to think that I can reach people with just a few things. And I'm gonna go for one of my recent words of wisdom or the hashtag J S C Wow, J S C W O W, if you wanna, you know, put that out there on social media. And the most recent one I did, the one from a couple of weeks ago, there's gonna be a new one coming this Friday, deals with something that that we've all kind of dealt with at some point in our lives. Now, the week before, I was talking about the two awards I won from the Associated Press, by the way. (laughs) Hey, hey, now. And I wanted to kind of shift from that. Because we attack life for a multitude of reasons, and often the things we do, they're all driven by something. Now, what has become glaringly clear over the last few years is that a lot of us, and myself included, because that's the thing about JSC, wow, I'm very introspective and I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody anything that I haven't already dealt with or am dealing with right now. The last few years, I mean, we've been dealing with a lot of different things. It's become glaringly clear that a lot of us have been driven by pain or rejection and failure. In short, we've been hurt. Now, I put a quote. I also do a quote every week that, you know, goes back to when I did the pictures, and the quote that I put out there was, quote, hurt manifests itself in the worst ways. It makes you do bad things to good people. It makes you hurt the ones you care about the most. Hurt makes you the worst version of yourself. Now, just think about that for a second. That, that quote right there kind of puts it right on the table. It can cause more problems than it's worth, and you likely don't realize why you're even doing the things you do. Now, again, for the sake of this segment, the word hurt will be treated as a noun. I know, I know, hurt ain't a noun. But on this show, at least for this particular episode, it's a noun. You may want to substitute the word pain if that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. That's cool. Either way, everybody's been hurt. Every single one of us has had some unaddressed hurt in our lives, and it leads us to often making very dumb, counterproductive, and ultimately, Self-destructive decisions. Now, previously on my blog on jscottsmith.com, and even you go back a few episodes, I think it's episode 38, I talked about this. I talked about my struggles with depression and anxiety, as well as the aftermath of being fired a little more than two years ago from a nondescript newspaper in New Jersey. Now, rather than rehash all this, you can feel free to go right over to jscottsmith.com and check out that blog. I'm not going to blog you down with that. The focal point of this whole thing deals with the corresponding hurt that lingers after personally traumatic events and how that can spur both enduring insecurity and eventual failure, as well as temporarily spur someone to success. Now, here's the thing about hurt, though. You're never really winning if you're still hurting. Now, I've been hurt numerous times in my life, some of it personally, some of it professionally, some of it of, of my own doing. A lot of it is external factors. But in each example of hurt, it affects my judgment and it leads me to pause on things. It leads me to hesitate or to question things that are normally no-brainers in my life. I know at times I seem really confident on here. Please understand, I'm often an anxious, nervous wreck when I get in front of a microphone. I just do a very good job of hiding it. But it was hard to hide it on April 1st, 2015, because professionally, April 1st, 2015 was getting devastating. It just destroyed my personal psyche. And in a way, it still kind of lingers over my shoulder, haunting me like the ghost of jobs past. I posted a picture on the blog, by the way, jscottsmith.com. And the corresponding blog to this, if you want to follow along, is words of wisdom number eight, by the way. There's a picture there of me standing, looking rather pissed off, On the beach with my headphones in, Michigan State hat on, beautiful day outside. I can still remember the smell of the ocean standing there next to the Atlantic. And gorgeous day, but that cool breeze coming off the ocean I had on a jacket. And I was pissed. Because that picture was taken as I stood on the beach in Asbury Park about 45 minutes after I was fired from that job. I just drove straight there. I'm hot. Just steaming. Fuming. I'm more angrier than I had been in probably a decade. I was so mad that I couldn't see straight. How many of y'all have been mad like that? Like pissed. Just think of something or someone that made you so mad that you couldn't even think straight. You're so mad you can't put words together. You're so mad you can't pick up a glass of water. You're so mad you can't write anything. That's how pissed off I was. I was hot. I'm telling you, I was hot. Can't even, I couldn't even speak. Hands were shaking with rage the whole night. I almost made a really bad decision that day also. I actually composed and then just before hitting send, deleted a profanity-laced tweet from what was my work Twitter account. I fully raged out. I drove around aimlessly for a few more hours that day. And in the weeks that followed, I had sleepless and difficult nights. I was pissed. It was wearing on everybody around me. It was wearing on me and the anger just hung over me like that dirt cloud that follows Pigpen around in the Peanuts comics and cartoons. And even after I got a new job and got back on my feet 80 days later, the funny thing is the anniversary of that passed recently, I was still harboring that hurt. Telling you, man, it looms and it lingers. I spent the next calendar year looking over my shoulder in constant fear that if I did too well that I would piss off the wrong person. Think about that shit. You get so mad. You out here tripping because a bad thing happened to you and it messed up your head so much that now it has you checking your confidence to the point where it's like, I'm afraid of looking good. I'm afraid of being successful. That's what hurt does. If I even did one minute thing wrong, I'm, I'm thinking I might get ambushed again. And it's led me to spend the first few months at that new job withdrawn from coworkers. I had grown tentative about establishing a lot of connections out here. Because I was afraid of what could be looming. That damn hurt had my ass in a chokehold. Like Samoa Joe putting on that coquina clutch. I was, I was tapping. Couldn't even put me to sleep. I was tapping. And I'm a natural introvert. Again, I know that's shocking. But I'm naturally introverted. I'm naturally introverted. But what hurt does is it preys on and feeds off of that introversion. It makes you even look further inside yourself. It lets you trust no one. It wasn't until April 1st, the following year, 2016, the one-year anniversary of the firing that I was finally able to breathe and finally able to feel a little free mentally. It's almost like I cleared a hurdle, and sometimes that's what we need. Just think about, yes, I'm giving you a little bit of homework right now. Just think about this as you're listening to me. Think about a major hurdle you cleared in your life. Think about a major hurdle you were able to leap along the way. Something that was just this mental or even a physical block, whether it's a mental block of trying to get through an exam or get through a task at work or work something out with a family member. Think about when you conquered something that had been looming over you. That's what April 1st, 2016 was to me. And pretty much what I did from that day forward was I stopped allowing the hurt The guilt, the rage, the anger. I stopped letting that dictate how I was going to see myself and my work. Since then, I've taken a lot of inventory of what I've done, to be honest, since April 1st of last year. And shit, if it wasn't like some sort of magically inspired deal, I shed that hurt and kind of turned it into something special. Aside from, you know, starting the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. I was able to cover the Democratic National Convention. I fully launched this website. I was elected one of the two VPs of the Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists. What up, though, y'all? I've even been able to do stuff for kids and for students because that's something I also like to do in case y'all are learning. You're learning a lot of shit about me. I I hope you understand that you ain't getting too many opportunities like this, so you better be taking notes. And I love helping out kids, college students, recent grads, high school students. I did a class with some high school students not long ago on sports writing and sports journalism. It's fun. My mom was a teacher for almost 40 years, and as much as I tried to avoid teaching, I have a lot of that teaching bug in me. It's like it just carried over. Plus, I just like to help people, and I like to see people succeed. And I don't go on that whole, oh, I'm going to applaud everyone. No, if I can help you, I will. If not, I'll just stay out your way. But if I can help, I'm going to help, and I'll do whatever it is that I can do. Plus, you know, I also won a couple of awards from the the AP. Don't think I've mentioned that enough. Essentially, when someone is irrationally angry, though, or they're clearly upset for some unforeseen reason, there's a thing, and we all do it on social media, hell, I've done it, where you sarcastically ask them, who hurt you exactly? Come on, bruh, who hurt you? Show me on the doll where they, never mind, I'm not going to go there. But you ask that in a way to mock whatever issues they're having. But if you're like me, and you harbor some legit hurt on your psyche, it's just sitting on your heart, it's sitting on your soul, you don't know what the hell to do with it, ask yourself that question. Who hurt me exactly? Who hurt me, and how can I alleviate that pain? What can I do to get past this? Because being hurt may be why we're afraid to open up to others. Being hurt may be why we're too scared to take that big leap into a new job. Being hurt may keep you from apologizing to a loved one. It can stunt your success. So how do you do it? The way I did it was I took time to reflect on why and what. As you know, as journalists, it's who, what, when, where, why, how. I like to focus on the the what did it and the why I've let it happen. And then you gotta stop and ask yourself the question Does being angry and tentative and obstinate do anything to hurt the person that hurt you? Does it? Pretty sure the answer is no. It doesn't hurt them, it hurts you. It compounds the hurt. It's exponential hurt, damn it. Getting to the root of your pain, whatever it is, whether it's something that you dealt with with family, whether it's something you're dealing with at a job, whether it's something you had in a relationship, whether it's just some internal battle you're having, getting to the root of that pain will help clear that hurt out. And it might hurt to do so. It might be like a root canal. It might be a painful experience to clear that out of there. And it's gonna take some time and take some rebuilding, but things get better. You can do it. You're worth the time and you're worth the energy. The thing is, it's getting you to believe that. I can sit here and tell you that till I'm blue in the damn face, and I'm already kind of brown, so I, I'm a, I'm not that far from being blue in the face. You know, only you can really push yourself to succeed. If it's something internal, like you know. Being hurt. Now, I'm going to start to wrap this thing up. People can always point to a situation where being hurt spurred them on to bigger success. I mean, we all know the story about Michael Jordan not making his high school varsity team on the first try and use that as a prime example of turning the hurt into success. You got to remember that's an outlier. Michael Jordan was the original super freak. He, he was the original super freak shooting guard. A guy like him only comes around once a generation. He is insane. His level of focus, his level of dedication, and, to be honest, his level of petty are what drove him to be who he is. He's an outlier. You may be able to temporarily channel that hurt into a win, but the hurt is still there. It's just looking at you like, nah, bruh. Now go ahead and take some time to think about some of your insecurities and see if you can't trace that back to a point where someone hurt you. Hurt takes ownership of your soul, man, if you allow it. Now, mind you, it's okay to be hurt. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody goes through this shit, man. It happens to all of us. We've all been hurt. Ain't a person walking who's over the age of two who hasn't been emotionally and or physically hurt and carries that. It happens to us all. It's okay to be hurt. It's not okay to stay that way. Now, I'm still working through my own hurt, and I still have a ways to go. But on your path to whatever you're calling success, you're going to experience a lot. And a lot of those things will be a part of life's learning experiences. You'll experience bad times, and you will occasionally get hurt. I had to shed that hurt and all the baggage it carries in order to move forward with my life and to finally build some things and get better and get over the hump and get over those fears of public speaking that I had and get over the fears of being rejected and get over the fears of being ridiculed and being mocked and not being heard. But that took time. Take a self-inventory. Do this for me. Take a self-inventory of how you've been affected by someone hurting you in your life. It doesn't have to be a major thing. It doesn't have to be super duper deep, but think about that, who hurt you exactly, and what can you do to alleviate that pain, because you you may be going through some tough shit, and you clearly have gone through pain in your life, we all have, but here's the thing, pain can be temporary, but hurt is forever, don't let that hurt be an anchor on you, my name is J. Scott Smith, Telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. Don't let that hurt get to you. To check out this and more of my words of wisdom, go to JscottSmith.com. I'll see you next week for episode 44. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> check it out. This is JSC Reeves.
2: The news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded.
0: I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for, like, a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand.
1: I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob.